Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my review of the Deepstone Crypt Raid in Beyond Light. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live Monday through Friday during the day, so I might be live right now. You can go to SNTRlive.com. If you want to bookmark SNTRnetwork.com, that's got all of my content in one location, the Rageous Roundtable Repeat Theater and this show, as well as some new community features. So go to SNTRnetwork.com and make a login. Take advantage of that. So... Deepstone Crypt Raid launched on the 21st. They gave us two full weeks to prepare. Contest modifier was on. There was basically, what, four encounters, I guess. If you don't include the opener, a lot of people aren't including the opener. And it was, people are saying anywhere from 5,000 to 6,000 teams completed it within the first 24 hours. My team was unable to. We just got too tired. We started losing players. Uh, We had about four or five hours left. And we were just way, way too tired. It's a long time to uh, to raid. But, but it was actually, I think, a really, really good raid. And I want to talk about the encounters, the loot, and the loot pursuit. Because there are some new things going on. So let's just talk about the encounters. I actually really liked the opener. I thought it was a fresh take on the way a raid starts. You get on these pikes. You're supposed to, you know, use those. I think there's a triumph if you get all six pikes through the opener. Uh, Most of us just switched to sparrows pretty quickly because we had no idea where we were supposed to go. I liked it. There was the snow. There was like a lack of visual, you know, vision. And they used the weather system. It was a really, really good way, I think, to thematically kick things off. It gives it that mysterious feel. It was almost like a little bit of a callback to the opener to Dark Below with the lanterns and kind of following uh, the lights. The mechanics that they established very early on, uh, they obviously carry throughout the raid. That's a common thing with uh, with Bungie. And they, you know they're doing a lot of this, hey, split up and trade abilities back and forth. And I actually, for now, I think the security encounter is probably my favorite. The one where somebody goes down into the basement and has to relay information, will have information relayed to them about which uh, things to shoot and then they have to tell you which you know which of the the canisters to shoot up on the top. So I really really think that might be my favorite encounter. I actually enjoyed the second encounter. A lot of people are calling it the second encounter, the one with the replications. It's the third encounter, but it's only the second encounter to give you loot. The opener doesn't give you any loot. So the third encounter with the replications once we figured it out, I really, really like that one too. The one where you send people up into space and you're going up and down and helping maintain certain things. However, the poor health mechanic and like a healing bug that was happening made us waste a ton of time. Uh, and that was really disappointing. We would basically do a ton of damage and then it looked like it took damage away and the enemy healed. So we thought we were wasting our heavy and wasting our damage. Turns out it's some form of a desync bug or something where you do damage after the replication is gone and it takes that damage away because you see a bunch of numbers pop up at the end and those numbers uh, are not supposed to count at least that's the going theory right now I actually happen to think it's more than just that Uh, Destiny is known for this for the longest time if you do a ton of damage to a single target and it's really really quick sometimes suddenly you're like wait a minute why did that ogre heal why did that damage not register 
it's a bit of a problem with the game has always had when you do a ton of rapid damage and that's kind of the trick to that encounter anyway you have this small window for damage so you're kind of working against yourself given that the game has always sort of struggled with those particular encounters I really really like the one where everything gets worse and worse and worse as an exploding and you have to like stun Tanix and eventually the ship crashes I thought that was very well done uh, pretty ambitious honestly for a raid to put basically a story element into it where we're crashing into the moon I I liked it was hard to know if you were doing things right because it got worse and worse and worse and there was fire and you know we're going through the earth's atmosphere I really really thought that one was cool Uh, one of the more favorite part of the raids for a lot of people is going to be when you go outside you're out in outer space and the skybox obviously is just beautiful and you can see Europa because you're now no longer on Europa I thought that was really, really well done. It adds a sense of scope and size and epicness to the raid that we probably haven't really seen since Last Wish, and I thought that was really cool the way that we set that up. Final Encounter was a bit of a buster for us. We just could not get into a good rhythm. Contest Modifier was absolutely kicking our teeth in. Uh, the captains were an ad, just, just a huge frustration point, uh, but damage was creative. They were basically making it to where you couldn't just sword spam, and you also couldn't just do an ammo dump it was a very very unique setup where the you know the enemy is protected so you have to get so close but not too close and uh, then knocks you back and then you have to kind of like jump back in the ring so definitely some creative takes on how to do encounters and how to split the team up and put pressure on them so I give all of the encounters big thumbs up really like them I just wish the one wouldn't have been so buggy with giving us what what I feel like was inaccurate information with the health healing back when we did quote-unquote too much damage now let's talk about the loot the raid loot as usual looks incredible uh right there hand cannon i got this on my first run so obviously i was very pleased 180 hand cannons feel really really good right now and the seraph hand cannon from season of worthy is going to be back in the general loot pool this week and everybody was asking me about that gun I was using in the raid, and it really was slapping. It was really hitting good, and it felt really, really nice. Uh, the guns and the armor definitely make me want to chase them. I, you know, when you look at something like that in the game, and it looks nice and looks unique, uh, the sights on the hand cannon, especially, very, very dope. It makes me want to use uh, the hand cannon. However, the question remains, especially since the going assumption was that raid loot would be of the highest caliber. We had raid staff members at Bungie saying they wanted to give us more recluses, and uh, I got a Feeding Frenzy Rampage gun, which is basically a very Destiny 2 years two through three basic god roll uh, there's nothing about that that is that spectacular or exciting however we do know some of the new perks can roll on these guns one of my favorite perks right now one for all on the europa fusion rifle can roll on this hand cannon not necessarily setting it apart though because that is a perk uh that is in the pool there were some theories floating around that the reason bungie was hitting the con uh the the loot pool so heavily with sunsetting is they were trying to get rid of some of these damage reload perks combinations and then I got a feeding frenzy rampage on my first raid run which obviously is exciting to get a really good roll but again it kind of remains to be seen if we're going to see 
guns get better treatments or if some of these perks are really really good there is one right now we're seeing on the shotgun and sniper some perk combinations that seem a little bit absurd so there is the possibility that these raid guns become very coveted and very sought after Uh, uh, also armor I don't know what they're doing with armor Uh, I think this was intentional related to the last part of my video I got an armor that had a 55 stat roll from an encounter and then I got one that was like a 63 or a 65 or something and an in between chest don't really understand how that works Um, I would have liked the guns and the armor to be immediately stand out in some way I immediately stand out like the minute I put my hands on the gun or saw the perks or saw the armor it should have been wow this is stand out gear and for now that's not necessarily happening to a great degree again we're seeing rumors and whispers of some perk combinations and some guns that are really really crazy and I think that's cool if that's the way they do it if we slowly discover amazing roles and amazing versions of these weapons and that is related to the end here the actual loot pursuit I want to give a big shout and standing ovation uh, for the way that they decided to do loot pursuit for this raid, they added the ability to both regrind the raid and have it have some purpose and have in- intentionality for the loot that you want. Uh, it being loot table controlled is also a smart move that's similar to the way that they did the prophecy dungeon. Whatever you've gotten is what you can try to get again. A great way to control the loot pool so you don't get things too often. You're basically getting the spoils of conquest currency and you can spend 20 of it to get the gun again with the random roll. So you hear somebody, they're picking again the sniper for 20. Or you can buy one of the bigger, cooler, you know, snazzy looking packages up at the top and that can be for targeted stats or perk pools. So they are giving you that way of saying, hey, I really want this gun with this particular perks. Now it's more expensive for that. It's 60. Uh, Same with the armor. If you want higher stats, you got to spend a little bit more this to me might be why the armor just doesn't drop uh, from the encounters with high stat rolls maybe Bungie looked at it and said you know we'll get a little bit more longevity out of the raid and out of a grind if we make them kind of pursue high stat rolls instead of just giving them high stat rolls so I actually am a huge fan of the fact that they made the first raid completion change the game exotics are showing up we got new activities new things it makes our behavior feel meaningful in the game definitely want to check out some of the quests and things that have opened there were some areas that people had glitched into previously that are really, really cool. I will not spoil that for you. Be sure to check those out. They're really, really enjoyable. The season and the expansion still, in my mind, feel pretty light on the loot aspect. Harder Empire hunts don't really seem to have any loot pursuit other than maybe shards and high stat armor. So it is good to see they're giving us really good loot structure and really good loot logistics. I absolutely love this system for the raid. It's something we've talked about for a very long time. I've said, give us a raid NPC that offers intentionality and a currency and a reason to continue running the raid, and they have done just that. And Empire Hunts now have a purpose of particular gun pursuits or high stat armor. Again, the issue seems to be the loot pool still feeling kind of light. We just got the Europa pool, Season of the Hunt, and now the raid pool still was kind of hoping they were going to have more loot hidden behind an activity or something that the raid would unlock all that again remains to be seen we're still early in the season there could be stuff months two and three but by and large i really really enjoyed this raid contest modifier makes it a fair race another team that was lesser known and not really heard of claimed worlds first so congrats to them and as always we're going to transition to some q a with the live audience if you're listening to this recording elsewhere please like share and subscribe 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk and sort of review of the Destiny 2 Beyond Light raid. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, Spotify, any of the podcast avenues, you can always watch me live at SNTRlive.com. Uh, all the domains have been fixed, so they should all work now. We got the SSL thing figured out, uh, so you can always go to SNTRlive.com. If you want to interact with what I'm showing on screen right now, we will be doing Q&A today through Community Q&A. I had to end early a week ago. Had some issues going on with my heart. Everything is good. We went to the doctor and got it all checked out. Uh, but we took all those questions and we loaded them into Community Q&A so you could get a feel for what Community Q&A looks like. If you want to go to sntrnetwork.com and create a login, and then you can afterwards log in with Discord, we're going to have a lot of features and benefits on sntrnetwork.com as well as have those features and benefits tie in to uh, the Discord. So... I am going to be going through this, and you can see here we have lots of different uh, categories on uh, the community Q&A. It's basically like a forum, and we're going to start all the way up here at the Deepstone Crypt Raid, and we have a handful of questions that have been submitted. So I'm going to start at the top with farmable loot. Uh, This question was originally submitted by Rain the Dark. Are you disappointed that the raid isn't farmable? I got two class items, boots, and a sword, and I'm personally frustrated that Bungie didn't make farmable raids permanent so I can go for other loot drops that aren't pinnacle drops. Curious how you feel about this. I actually am totally okay with the loot system for a handful of reasons. Number one, it is an exact... Uh, idea taken from many of the videos that I've put forth about creating a currency and a reason to run the raid to completion uh, as a way to get new drops. Also, they implemented the loot pool protection that was in place in the Prophecy Dungeon, another thing that we had been asking for as a community. Let me rerun the content, but you are well within your right to protect the loot pool. Keep in mind, you're frustrated now, but in three or four weeks, you will not feel this way. All of the loot pool will be open to you, and then the farmable nature will start to go up. Right now, it's only limiting to what you have gotten dropped, which I understand in the immediacy might be slightly frustrating, but you have to bear in mind, they don't want you to just keep running it over and over and over again, and then have all the loot available to you. What I would encourage you to do is start to sandbag. If you grind now and you get a lot of that spoils of conquest and you save them up because you're like, you know what? I don't need any more boots, class items, or the sword. Save them up for the following weeks once you start to unlock more of the loot pool. This is actually a really, really good system for two reasons. Number one, it gives you intentionality and the ability to have purpose behind regrinding it. And second, they protect the loot pool from being kind of, uh, you know, stretched too thin too quickly. You can't go in and get literally everything uh, the first week. You can also just save the 60 for a chance at something new. Right. Um... Also, yes, that's true. I forgot about that. You can do the 60 spoils, get the new chest, new loot, no lockout. That also is true uh, to slowly get more and more um, since then. So I've got a near god roll shotgun. Yeah, this is an early submitted question. So bear in mind, Rain the Dark may have been a little uh, confused on the details about how it works. But still, some people might have this experience. So it was a good question uh, to ask. The next question is about the final boss. 
and this was originally submitted by Daniel Pun Pun. Uh, what do you think about the health bar of Atrix Encounter and the final boss Tanix being so misleading? Health regen was a huge frustration in both encounters, especially in the final boss when it seemed like we reached zero, if it's intentional, any suggestion to make it this more comprehensible? This was probably the most, the single most disappointing part for me day one. We wasted a stupid amount of time on the encounter with the replications because we did not understand what was happening with the health. Likely, this was in relation to netcode, peer-to-peer, and lag. Uh, Also, in the final encounter, there was a ridiculous amount of lag with the ads, and they're still uh, really, really laggy. I don't know if this is my going theory right now on the lag with the ads. I think this raid was built prior to all of their their script changes that they made. They made the script changes with the engine. Um, I'm sorry, with the 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 questing and the physics, and they said that might lead to some strange behavior from the enemies. I am concerned that this raid was built before all that and it's potentially causing some type of a desync issue um also much of the game is laggy right now this is likely due to them restructuring things in the background um the physics and the script changes could be causing an increase in lag it could be causing an increase in host to client Uh, resolutions which means when you move from point A to point B shoot or do something that needs to be sent to whoever the host is and then back again and that 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 seems to be maybe also kind of laggy right now um so um so uh you know the the fact that um the (laughs) lightly you are such an idiot the fact that this was going on was probably again the single greatest disappointment for me day one uh it made us waste a ton of time on the replications encounter also it made the final encounter more challenging than it should have been because captains would teleport and one shot you and enemies would disappear while you were shooting at them and that starts to get pretty frustrating and that starts to be um a little destabilizing you don't really know you're like what the frick is going on like why is this happening and numerous people reported the final boss getting to zero health uh and killing them anyway um so Unfortunately, this was a problem day one, and and it it also continues to be a problem with some lag and the health bar thing and the healing. Uh, Sadly, Destiny's always actually had this problem. Anytime you do a ton of damage uh, to a major or a boss, this has been something that has actually happened for years where they get some of their health back. It's like it doesn't properly register or something. Um, So... When you post the Spotify episodes, usually the same as YouTube, same night. Yes, Tenor. Last week was all in disarray because I was in the hospital. Uh, I am fine, but I had a coronary event from emotional stress and strain, and we're uh, we're, we're working on it. Uh, Ashen with the next question. Was Stasis helpful at all in the raid? And do you see it being helpful at all in more endgame encounters? The ability to slow enemies and freeze enemies, uh, especially... Um, Especially the Hunter Super, I think, was really, really helpful. Um, the Am I going to pick a best meal from Thanksgiving? Oh, I for, I'll do that. I am so sorry. I've been, it's been a little crazy uh, with getting back from the hospital and everything. So I, I, will, I will try to do that um, um, soon. Um, I, I actually thought Stasis was helpful. Uh, especially the 
stasis field grenade or the dusk field grenade i'm sorry it's actually great when you know where enemies are coming from and you want enemies to kind of you know stay back um so yeah i actually liked it i think stasis actually has become surprisingly enough especially on my hunter with the shurikens and his super i have fallen in love with him in pve not so much the other two unfortunately um I think the hunter feels the best in PvE right now. That could be pure bias. That could be maybe built on some things that are actually kind of true, just about utility. Uh, but in general, I think the hunter feels amazing right now in PvE with uh, with stasis. So, uh, encounter shift is the next question from Dark Seraphim. Is it safe to assume that Bungie is trying to get away from stand-and-shoot encounters? Uh, this raid seemed to have a bunch of mechanics to deal damage and kept people moving. Uh, thank you for the $5 tip, Heart of Quartz. I purchased a large raid jacket. I'm medium, a medium and small. I figured it would send smaller. Can anyone attest to this? I actually found the sleeves to be a little long on the raid jackets. I usually order a medium and feel like it's a little long on the sleeves, but I guess that's better than short. Um... I talked about this in my Cliff's Notes. We didn't really record it, but I gave a Cliff's Notes today of my thoughts on the raid, and and the more I had time to kind of think about it, um, the more I had time to think about it, I felt that they overbaked the cake a little bit as far as it feels like they're trying to respond to what players are known to do. Players are known to figure out if we stand here, do this, and damage jump, we'll get a ton of damage. And I felt that the final encounter wasn't designed in a way that was necessarily a good encounter, but it was more about we are legislating to what we know players do, if that makes sense. Um, So it kind of feels like the fourth wall is coming down a little bit. It was like when you played Reckoning and you very quickly realized Reckoning was built for Well of Radiance. I don't like seeing that. It's like, is it a good encounter or is it an encounter built for, you know, DPS dumping mitigation? Does that make sense? Now, I don't think the encounter is bad. I just feel like I'm kind of seeing through the veil a little bit too much. It's like, uh, you know, I... I kind of know what you're doing, you know? Um, it's like the scene in Avengers Endgame where all the women surround her and she's like, you know, she has help or whatever. Um, I know what you're doing. It breaks the fourth wall in that movie. It's one of the worst decisions they made in the entire MCU. And I mean that. It was dumb. Uh, and I also think in this realm, I can see what you're doing. I know why you're doing that. And it's not a huge criticism, but it is a little bit of a, you know, it's an immersion breaker, at least for me. For other people, maybe not. I found the debris to be inconsistent, kind of stupid, kind of laggy. I would literally get in the circle, land, touch down, and it would kill me anyway. It was like it was a little bit of lag and latency on where exactly the debris was. Uh, Sometimes I died from the electric field in front of me. And I was confident that I hadn't gone too far forward. You know, it, 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 it seems a little messy. Uh, and it does seem like it's built to be a, um, a player damage dump mitigation as opposed to being a good encounter. And again, this is a minor criticism, but it is the one that I'm making because I do feel maybe they did a little too much of this. Um, that's why I feel like it's a little overbaked. It's like, this is a great, great cake. It tastes, it tastes amazing. 
great design great look great color great feel it baked it a little too long and so it doesn't mean it's terrible it just means you can sense that maybe it should have come out a little bit earlier um he's easily one phaseable right and tube that's my point right they still didn't even stop us from doing it anyway right also another thing i should say and i'm glad i'm saying this because this is actually being recorded and the talk earlier wasn't they wove knockback into the fight we hate knockback and they were like i've got an idea let's make knockback part and parcel to the actual damage phase no dude don't do that (laughs) you know um i like that there's some things you can do in the fight to finesse extending damage apparently you can knock off all four of his engines his exhaust engines and get a longer damage phase uh so that's a finessing thing reminiscent to the axis fight in wrath of slamming the plates where if the team is polished and good enough you're going to give yourself more time for damage which in turn will uh increase the likelihood of a one phase um i feel like that's dope um, and I do feel that the, uh, the knockback is kind of a, oh, you know, I like the knockback. It's a reset on am- ammo in the fight. I like it. Well, I mean, obviously we're all putting a bubble behind us. So it's like, thanks for the bubble refresh. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, again, this is not a strong criticism. Okay. Understand that I'm saying it just feels a little overbaked. This is, it's almost like. I can sense the developer's intentions and I don't like that and that's 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 pretty minor. It still is a fun encounter. It still is a good fight. Uh this pretty it, this is a this is a minor uh you know minor you know quibble. Oh, by the way, uh I am using community Q&A. This is part of the SNTR network website. I'm going to give that question an upvote. But boom, there you can upvote questions uh and comments and threads that you think are uh, are good. What intention is it that you are sensing? That they are trying to stop us from doing what we are so good at, which is standing in a position and coming up with the absolute maximum damage output, and they're trying to keep that from happening. They're trying to destabilize the stand and dump, um, which you should always sit and dump. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Torchwood. Do you think that Atrix healing every time after being damaged was intentional by Bungie or a bug in the raid? Was a huge cause of frustration during the eight hours many teams were stuck there? Yes, I can attribute to the fact that we wasted a ton of time there. Um, uh, you don't have to say baboom when you upvote. That is optional. It is indeed optional to say baboom when you upvote, although it is preferable for the user's enjoyment. Uh, that's just you. You know, it, it's. I think you'll enjoy it more if you say baboom. Uh, anyway, the healing of Atrax is not intentional. This is what is happening. This game struggles with small windows of lots of damage, and what happens is... Atrax's replication disappears and then you're able to still do damage as if the replication were still there. That damage is taken away. It's basically a glitch that is not intentional. So the health bar at the bottom is like, hey, you did a ton of damage. And then the video game's like, yeah, but the boss wasn't really there. Kaboom! And it bumps the health bar back up. It basically resolves the boss's total health with total damage done. 
Um, as I said, there have been times where if you figure out a way to do a ton of damage on a given target, sometimes when you do that and then you back away, you see their health bar, blink, all of a sudden shoot back up. It's a latency problem. It's like the game is like, yes, you did that damage and the health bar responds as if you did because the health bar is likely local. And then the host of the instance resolves the damage and is like, no, actually you only did this much. Um, You shouldn't be able to do the damage because the enemy is not actually there. So it's fair but it's stupid (laughs) if that makes sense it's like Calvin Ball you know they make up these rules and it's like well that's a fair rule but it's a stupid rule like unfortunately this is just the nature of playing a game that isn't on dedicated servers Um, and so some of it could be latency like if you're with a team that's all in the same region maybe it doesn't happen uh we had people across the pond and that can cause a little bit more latency milliseconds of time uh for host to client resolution goes up when you're in different region uh and so maybe there's a bigger window of time for the disappearing damage to happen and uh david copperfield you know is wagging his finger in your face and saying no 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 you know, it the the replication actually wasn't there, and so it's it it stinks. Um, it does. I think it stinks, but unfortunately, it's just the nature of the fight. Unfortunately, um, it. I feel that Bungie should have tweeted about that during the day one raid race and said, "Listen, you know, we're seeing reports of damage registration." being you know glitchy on the atrax uh we would just encourage you to continue damaging as normal or something uh they probably don't want to do that because they feel like maybe that's free information for teams that hadn't beaten it and teams that had beaten it or something but i feel when the game isn't working properly you should inform your participants about uh what all is 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 going on um so You've completed the raid three times and I do not feel all the negative things Lono is saying. Well, then that means they don't exist if you haven't experienced them. Like poverty. Uh, Let's see here. Raid mods. Uh, Question originally by one of Greg's 109 names. Uh, With the introduction of raid mods such as Herd Thinner, more damage against non-powerfuls, and enhanced suppressor augment, decreased damage from powerful foes, do you think that we are on the brink of getting a hard mode raid again? I would absolutely love. Um, I would. That was. I. 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 I that didn't. I didn't mean for that to be such a hard burn. Um, <laughs> anyway, holy frick! Let's continue on. Wow. Like I said, improv comedic timing. I've been working on it from watching these these television shows, and maybe I've watched a little too much Thirty Rock lately. Uh, let's continue. As far as a hard mode, um, <laughs> as far as a hard mode goes, I actually think we should get one. Uh, these mods make no sense once contest modifier is off. They don't. Um, is anybody struggling to kill non-powerfuls? No. Is anybody struggling against powerful foes? No. Um, however, 
these mods would have been incredible during contest modifier. It would have been great uh, for survivability and, you know, uh, (laughs) I channeled Jack Donaghy for that one. Uh, You know, it... Come on, give us a hard mode. It's this simple. I'll give it to you right now. Hard mode is this. Contest modifiers on, and I get double the currency drop rate. Ship it. It's that easy, you know? And now I have a context where these mods matter. And I sound, I, I, I feel a sense of power fantasy. I feel stronger, and I'm being rewarded accordingly. I'm getting more currency, which is helping me grind the raid and get the guns and the rolls and the stats that I want. Um, that would be... Um, that would be my uh, that would be my suggestion just out of the box you don't have to reinvent these fights we know that when contest on these in- contest is on these encounters are tough uh, I-, I would say that's all you have to do right now there is no context where these mods make any sense I mean I- they're cool but it's like who on earth is going in there now and is like oh man I uh I really really need this 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 mod on. Uh, I really need to do more damage against non-powerfuls, or I really need to take less damage from powerful foes. Once contest is off, I mean, y- you can be so lead-footed, lazy, dumb, dumb, and stay alive. Um, and no offense to people that might go in and struggle, but for the people that are raid savvy and have all these mods and might spec into these mods, come on, like that. No, it it's. It's, it's not at all a context where they feel needed, even in the least bit. Uh, so I would say launch a hard mode middle of this season uh, to give us a reason to go back in there and feel challenged and really enjoy having those mods and just double the currency payout. And I think everybody would be happy. Uh, I'd like to see different mechanics with a hard mode. Even you yourself said ramping up enemy damage does not equate to difficulty. Well, you're misquoting me there. I've not said that only. I've said that if all you do is make everything really, really strong, that's not that exciting and that's not that challenging. And I've been typically talking about Grandmaster Nightfalls when I've said that. I have also consistently said that I feel Contest Modifier brings an intensity that is lost as soon as it's gone. I said this for Prophecy Dungeon many, many times. I said... There should be a contest mode for prophecy that has like better drops or something because I felt that the prophecy dungeon intensity was so good and I always use the bowl encounter as an example. I think contest modifier is good enough for a quote-unquote hard mode. However, I also agree with Christina. It would be great to say we're also going to change some of the mechanics around as well. Um... I, I would take just contest um, because I guess we could call it a contest mode and not a hard mode. I could, I, 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 I could, I don't care what you call it. You could call it, you know, buckaroo mode as long as it's got contest as an option and you give me the double currency for it. I'm happy. And I think a lot of the community would be happy because think about it like this. There are a lot of teams that phone it in and would have zero interest in contest, but then there are teams that are like, "Yeah, let's do it. We're good. Let's 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 take this. You know, let's let's take the, the you know the increased challenge. Let's get that currency. We're a good team." And um, obviously, here is the debate you would have as a team: 
if contest mode makes you take an hour and 45 and regular mode is an hour you might start saying let's just run it normal so there you may need to do more than just double the currency drop rate because that becomes a mathematical equation of motivation you're like well it's taking us almost twice as long what's the freaking point we can run normal casually get the currency and in two hours have the same amount of currency as if we ran it on contest mode you know what i mean Contest should always be an option. I would still love to see a hard mode where mechanics are changed up. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I do think we would need a little bit more motivation, though, than double currency if it's going to start to take me longer to complete it. Because if you if you do both contest and mechanical changes, I need more than just double currency, um, which I think you'd probably agree with. Because, again, then you're just going to get down to... Is it two hours on hard and one hour on normal? Well, let's just do one hour on normal. We're going to net the same amount of currency. So. Uh, give that a little upvote. All right, let's go back here. Next uh, question is about raid comparison from Gritter. Considering Joe Blackburn uh, did both the Deepstone Crypt and Last Wish, which one is better in your opinion? Deepstone Crypt is more fun. Last Wish is more complete. Uh, Last Wish is longer. Uh, It's more well-rounded. If you couldn't cheese Riven, Riven is probably the, the most challenging boss encounter in all of Destiny if you don't cheese it. Uh... Too many moving parts and instant wipe mechanics on the slightest mistake. Um, I think you could make a mathematical argument that Last Wish Riven legit is the hardest raid encounter in existence purely from mathematical probability of failure. So it would be an objective argument, not a subjective argument. Um, so I happen to think that that Last Wish isn't that fun even though it's epic in scope and size and it's more complete as a raid, I think Deepstone Crypt is more fun and has better loot and better loot logistics. So, Deepstone Crypt wins where Wrath always wins. Better loot and better loot logistics. Even though it's a shorter raid, it wins. So, I would choose Deepstone Crypt because of that. I think that's where raids ultimately win is because, listen, after a couple weeks, do you really give a frick about the encounters and the mechanics and the depth and the dynamic? No, you're in there for loot and the loot quality and the loot pursuit and the loot logistics are far and away better in Deepstone Crypt than they were in the Last Wish raid. So that's where Last Wish loses. On repetition, who cares about Last Wish? Who cares about the loot in there, other than the 1K voices and maybe the Chattering Bones? Yeah, the hand cannon, maybe, but the loot wasn't that great, and the loot logistics wasn't that great, so I think Deepstone Crypt is gonna win in a lot of people's minds, because it's fun, and the loot in it, and the loot logistics, and the loot pursuit is superior. Um, so... I don't know about this being his raid either. I tend to agree with Eugene. He just came back in June. I don't know how much input he had on this raid. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't consider this quote-unquote a Joe Blackburn raid. Um, how far along in development were they in June? I would say they were pretty far along. Um, so... And people are asking, what page am I on? This is the community Q&A. If you go to sntrnetwork.com and become a member, this is one of the member perks. 
Uh, and then you can, after that point in time, you can always log in with Discord. And we took all of your questions from last week and put them in here. And so I'm showcasing the community Q&A uh, by answering your questions in here. So those were all the questions that got put in the Deepstone Crypt raid. I'm going to come in here now to general, and we have one about raid modifiers. This was originally submitted by King Keys. With the new introduction of contest modifiers for day one, do you believe this could lead to being able to add modifiers to raids similar to Nightfalls? Well, they did with this with raid layers. They added modifiers to the raid layers that rotated. So that's not a new idea, and neither is Contest. Contest got introduced at Crown. Um, so Crown, Garden, and this raid all had Contest modifier on, which led to a bunch of known, like not well-known teams winning. And I applaud that. I think that's good. And I also think that leaves open the idea of contest always being an option for better drop rates, better currency, whatever. And then also considering maybe doing rotating modifiers. I think a hard mode is just needed at this point. And that's where you would bring in modifiers and things like that. Next question from custom, I'm sorry, from chef about custom sandbox. What's your thoughts on being able to select contest modifier on each raid to practice DPS and such in the new sandbox? I think more teams would have been able to beat the final boss yesterday if we knew the best DPS since the update. Well, two things. Yes to the first part of your question. I would love to have been able to go into Last Wish raid and turn on contest modifier. I would have loved that. You'd have gotten accustomed to how fast you die and what guns and what what loadouts are the best for a contest modifier environment. But I don't agree with the second part, that that would have meant people would have known what the best DPS was since the update, because the encounter is so unique at the end. You you wouldn't have necessarily known that slug shotties are registering for double numbers sometimes on the underside of the boss, and divinity procs funky, and the bubble is sometimes not there, and when it is there, shoot underneath right at the top of it, and you'll get double numbers to pop up. Um, there's all kind of things going on with slug shotties and snipers in this encounter that is really, really funky, and I don't think contest modifier being available in other raids would have changed anything. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have known this, so. Let's go to the next question. So we are now down to PVE content questions. Uh, this was submitted. Oh, wait. No, that is not one that was submitted. That's, an, that's, a, that's a separate question. Uh, where are, there, are there any gear questions submitted by Creature? No. So let's go down here to weapons. And we have one about exotic RNG from Ashen Hollow. What do you think about the raid exotic being RNG dropped again in comparison to the Divinity Quest last year? I think there is room for both. Dot, dot, dot. As long as there is some form of drop rate protection. I don't want to see people in two months with 50 plus clears and none and no exotic. The way that the Anarchy and the 1k landed uh, was not ideal. I think they know that. I don't know if there is any drop rate protection on this exotic with respect to, hey, you've run it 16 times and you haven't gotten it yet. You know, we're going to we're gonna increase your drop rate or something. Um, I, yeah, I, I, would, I would say there's a happy medium here. You shouldn't be getting it after two weeks just because you you brute forced it and you hit 25 completions and that's enough to really trigger the RNG protection. But you also shouldn't hit, you know, two months in, 50-some clears and you can't get it. 
there's a happy medium. I've always said this. I've always said this. After a month, if you have hit a certain number, a quest opens up as a way of like, it's a backstop levy to protect committed raiders from taking an inordinate amount of times and attempts to get the stupid thing to drop, if that makes sense. Um, so the drop rate on this thing, we're, we're only a couple of weeks in. Well, we're actually only what? Yeah, we're one week in since it, uh, since it landed. So I, I would, I would be careful about immediately wanting to criticize drop rate on this thing. Let's wait a month and see what we think. And maybe even let Bungie add some commentary about if they have any plans to doing anything about it, you know drop rate percentages or protection or whatever. Uh, Jason coming back in and renewing their membership and getting the blue badge. Thank you so much. So we don't want to take small samples from one or two people. We want to kind of wait and and let's see another one about the raid exotic from Gritter. Now the new Raid Exotic is out in the wild. What are your thoughts on Beyond Light's ability to address weapon hierarchy? Eyes of Tomorrow is best in class, even said to be better than the Galahorn. This is, um... Uh... This is likely because the, the reason behind why, um... They did not update the, um... The, the rockets. This is kind of like when they did this um, with the Delirium machine gun. Um, the Delirium machine gun was a, a pinnacle weapon at the time they called it something else. I forget. Ritual weapon. Whatever the frick they called it. Uh, now they're pursuit weapons. They went from pinnacle to ritual to pursuit. I think that's correct. And when they introduced the Delirium, they nerfed all other machine guns. And so the Delirium became really, really appealing. Um, If you guys are enjoying the content and you haven't clicked subscribe, we only need about 40 people to roll over to 44.4. It'd be great if 50 or 60 people who are watching who haven't subbed about 20 to 5 to 30 percent of the people who watch me every day don't click the sub button that actually helps us with a lot of opportunities and things on youtube so uh feel free to do that this is only a live channel now i'm also safe for work so you can subscribe in confidence i'm not going to overwhelm your sub feed and i'm not going to sit here and obliterate your eardrums with swearing um so eyes of tomorrow is the exception it's not the normal for rockets right and since they didn't do anything with rockets Eyes of Tomorrow stands out, right? If they would have buffed rockets and you had some god rolls in your pocket and you were able to pull those out and do decent dips and this thing didn't stand out as much, maybe it wouldn't have the same punch. I, I continue to say they were going to leave rockets in the dustbin and introduce an exotic rocket launcher. I thought it was going to be Galahorn so that it would have its time to stand out and shine and they've in essence done that they've just done it with a new rocket launcher instead of a reissue so for a long time I said listen guys I don't think they're going to touch rockets until an exotic comes back and then they're going to let that exotic shine for a while and I base that prediction off of what they did with the delirium and nerfing machine guns to make delirium stand out Uh, personally I think Gritter's right you're kind of breaking the train to make us play with the blocks you're kind of saying you know it, 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 we're never gonna we, 
this weapon's standing out because everything else is garbage. Not necessarily. It's great on its own, right? It's great on its own, and likely um, it would be even if they would have buffed rockets. So, John Williams resubbing and getting that blue badge. Love your music, sir. Thank you for that resub. Um, all right. Gonna back out here and go down here to gaming in general. Somebody asked a question about this. Um, I'd like to get a feel for how many in the community are watching this title and how many have plans to play it. Uh, Creature asking the community about cyberpunk. Guys, be sure to go to sntrnetwork.com and create a profile so you can interact with this awesome community Q&A tool that Creature has built for us. This is great for after hours back and forth with the community as well as me. Uh, If you have a really highly upvoted question and we get a lot of good traction on it, it may end up featured like this in a QA and a session during a live Q&A segment. So, this was a retreading of questions submitted last week by the community, and we put them all into the community Q&A. So be sure to go to sntrnetwork.com, create a login, login, then bookmark it. You can use sntrnetwork.com for all of the content, the videos, we've got everything there embedded, as well as tools like this. Coming in January, a lot more for you to do there, as well as packages and subscription options to streamline all the different things that we're doing with this community, with the Discord and with all the various perks. A lot of people uh, tend to leave after we're done with Q&A. If you are one of those people, you could stick around and watch us raid. Uh, We're going to be doing that. If you're on your way out, be sure to hit like and subscribe as you kind of part ways with me at this point in time in the day. Thank you for the continued support of the channel. And again, would love for you to stick around. If you're listening to the recording, you can always catch us live at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.